Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is May 19th of 2023, and we're celebrating Friday of the sixth week of Easter. Today's gospel comes to us from the gospel according to John, chapter 16, verses 20 through 23. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, amen, I say to you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve but your grief will become joy. When a woman is in labor, she is in anguish because her hour has arrived. But when she has given birth to a child, she no longer remembers the pain because of her joy that a child has been born into the world. So you also are now in anguish. But I will see you again, and your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. On that day, you will not question me about anything. Amen, amen, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Today's gospel centers on the theme of joy, and particularly the connection between joy and anguish or suffering. Now, usually when we think of joy and suffering, we think of them as being mutually exclusive, or at least they they impede each other. However, Notice exactly what Christ says. He says that although the apostles will grieve, their grief will become joy. In other words, it's not just a mere replacement, but rather a transformation of that sorrow into joy. Now, part of the reason for this, part of the reason why it can happen, is because this joy that Christ is referring to isn't merely earthly or human joy. It's something supernatural a fruit of the Holy Spirit, which we can see first in the words themselves. This Greek word for joy, chaira, and the word for grace, chairis, come from the same root. True joy is rooted in God, and in particular, in His infinite love for us. In the case of Christian joy, the Holy Spirit raises up in us an expectation, we can see even an imperfect possession of God in this life. If we know where we're headed, If we know that infinite joy awaits us, then the nearer we draw to God, the more joyful we become. No matter how difficult or challenging the circumstances that surround us, we can be joyful with a joy that comes from grace and from a love of God that makes us see all things in light of His goodness and mercy. It's a joy that entirely transforms the way we see things. A good example of this lived joy is St. Therese of Lisieux. In his book, Interior Freedom, Father Jacques Philippe recounts how once he was able to enter the Carmelite cloister where Therese lived. As he says, he was able to see the actual place where Therese lived. The infirmary, the cloister, the laundry, the garden with the chestnut tree avenue. All the places that he knew from the saint's description of them in her writings. And yet, and this is his assessment of the situation, he writes, One thing struck me. These places were much smaller than I could have imagined. For example, at the end of her life, Teresa gives a good-humored account of the sisters dropping by to have a little chat with her on their way to make hay. But that great hay field I had pictured to myself is, in reality, a mere pocket handkerchief. This unremarkable fact, the smallness of the places where Therese lived, made me think a lot. I realized what a tiny world, in human terms, she inhabited a provincial Carmelite convent, not outstanding for its architecture, a minuscule garden. 
a small community composed of religious sisters whose upbringing, education, and manner often left much to be desired. However, when you read Teresa's writings, you never get the impression of a life spent in a restricted world, but just the opposite. She lives in very wide horizons, which are those of God's infinite mercy and her unlimited desire to love him. She feels like a queen with the whole world at her feet because she can obtain anything from God. And through love, she can travel to every point in the globe where a missionary needs her prayers and sacrifices. Of course, she speaks of suffering, the monotony of sacrifice, but all of that is undertaken and transfigured by the intensity of her interior life. That's a very profound assessment. When we live united to God, confident in his love for us and that he's preparing an eternal dwelling where we can remain with him forever, we become partakers in his joy and our lives are transformed. On the other hand, if we notice that joy is missing from our lives, we do well to examine how well we trust in God's love for us and how much we love him, especially in the midst of difficult circumstances or moments. Today, in a particular way through the intersection of Mary, cause of our joy, let's ask for the grace to be joyful witnesses of Christ, to be saints, especially in the midst of a sorrowful world that must be constantly reminded that true happiness lies only in God.